With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And hello everybody. Welcome to the Weekday Warriors of Wrestling for November 24, 2015. After a few weeks off, um, I'm Eric Clancy alongside Patrick Kelly. Thank you guys for joining us. We are presented by TheBrainOfSore.com. Check us out there, like, comment, favorite, um, and remember to subscribe on TalkShoe, and you'll get direct updates when there is a new show, even before we post it on the site. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We we always appreciate it. Uh, Pat, I think we should, um, uh, actually, a few minutes before we went on the air, uh, Solomon Crow was released from NXT. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. We've talked about it on the show. He's one of the few guys that they picked up that had somewhat of an indie following, and he didn't really work out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't did. know if that's his fault or if just the gimmick they gave him wasn't working or or what. I don't know who's to blame there. But for whatever reason, he just wasn't clicking in NXT in a show where almost everybody seems to click to some degree. Um, so yeah, I'm. I don't know. It's kind of a shame that he didn't work out. But I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, he never added anything to the show for me. Um, I never saw him perform as Sammy Callahan, so I'm not sure like if they were not utilizing the persona or him in a way that best fits how he's supposed to be used. But um, yeah, it just it didn't work out. So I mean, I, that's one you could kind of see coming, especially after his his hacker sister turned out to be a Nazi and got released a few months ago. That was not good for him. Um, <laughs> so what a what a surprise there. Um, okay, so let's. Um, Let's go, I guess, from Survivor Series. Um, everybody seemed to hate this show. Um, I don't, I'm not going to tell people it was amazing, but I didn't hate the show. That's not to say I thought it was a good show. It's not to say I was like, oh, yeah, great when this is over. I just didn't hate the show. Like, people seem to vehemently hate this show, Patrick. Were you one of those? I didn't strongly hate it. It just. It was funny, the new Bond movie came out, so I'll make this comparison. It kind of reminds me of when I saw Quantum of Solace. Yeah. It just left no impression on me. I was just kind of like, oh, they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. And, oh, well, that's it. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I, I didn't think they were going to do that in Quantum of Solace. I thought they were going to do what they did in Spectre. And for those of you who didn't see, see Spectre, I will not spoil it for you, but I thought they were going to do all that connecting and stuff um, in Quantum. And I, I, I don't know. I... I didn't feel they did. This did exactly what I thought they were going to do. I, I said before the show, not to you or on air, but just to my girlfriend, because I was talking about it, uh, 90% chance of Roman Reigns winning, 10% of Dean Ambrose winning with a heel turn. Um, they did... Yeah, I thought that the Sheamus thing could happen, so I wasn't surprised at that. that yeah, I, I knew if Roman Reigns won that Sheamus was going to cash in. Um, they were going to end it with a heel. Um, that's just how they were going to do it. Um, I... Yeah, I, I mean, it was just, it was just, it was predictable, and it was predictable not in the way I wanted it to be predictable. It was like, here's this guy, and we're gonna do, what we're gonna do with him. You know, it, it reminds me of just how WWE has been for the past, um, 
like 10, 15 years. I mean, they just, they decide a guy is a guy and, and then he's, he's and screw you, you don't like it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and maybe it was never different. Maybe it was never, you know, we, we see guys that, that got over by themselves, but it's, it happened to be that those guys were guys that they selected, whether it was rock or triple H. I mean, the, the only guy that really jumps out as a guy who wasn't supposed to get over was like, uh, and I'm not talking about like Daniel Bryan, I'm talking about like Attitude Era stuff, was like Steve Austin. You know, they, it seems like they had always had plans for guys like Diesel and Michaels and Brett and Rock and Triple H and um, and Angle and stuff. But So those were the guys that were allowed to be there. But if you're, if you're not one of those guys, like, oh, yeah, go piss off. Like, you know, the New Day, to me, are guys that have willed themselves into overness, and it's like, I mean, if this is supposed to be your meritocracy, and Vince always claims it is, like, oh, hard work and you'll get there, shouldn't they, like, you know, be given the chance to soar? I mean, you know, I, I maybe they want to keep them just as, like, a, a, a mid-card comedy act, and that's they, they feel that they're best suited there. I don't know, but it seems and to be, And to be totally like, honest, they're the best part of the show. We've, we've, yeah. I mean, we've talked about that, but they're the, every episode of Raw, it could be the worst show ever, but I'd go, well, at least New Day was funny. Yeah, well, I mean, because you look at you look at Roman Reigns, and, like... Say what you want about Roman Reigns, and, like, you could say, you know, he's gotten a lot better. People have just made up their minds on booing him. But the fact is, like, they, they are booing him, and they're, they're, they're not passionately into him, the fans that are into him. And to me, it's like, I don't care what the reason was. The fact is, he's not over. And, I mean, you can blame it for, for how hard they pushed him too early, and unfortunately, the damage continues. So I'm sorry that happened, but you probably should have thought about when you had him win the Royal Rumble. Like, these are things you should have thought about long ago. When you pushed a guy without any sort of character development or, or progression or any sort of groundswell of support. I mean, you know, there's these two types of fans, I feel, in the WWE, Patrick, and beyond casual fans. And correct me if I'm wrong on this. There are the Smarks who will be like, uh, blah, 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 and they'll have this opinion about something. And then there are these anti-smarks who are smarks too, but they'll wait for whatever the opinion that the smarks say and then say, no, you're wrong. You're just a, you're just a smark. And one of the popular things has been uh, of that mindset has been that Roman Reigns, uh, you know, people just boom because he's the company guy. Well, no, I mean, we've never really, in, in his initial buildup last year, we were never really given a reason to cheer for him. I mean, he broke up from the shield and what did he do after that? He wrestled people and like he cut bad promos. I mean, honestly, what other reason was I supposed to, to get behind him? I, but I was behind Daniel Bryan. I, I know that the company, the authority had held him down. There was good reason for it. I believed it. I bought all that, you know, Dean Ambrose, there was a guy who was wronged by his best friend and was affected very passionately about it, as opposed to Roman Reigns, who just went on his own business because he wasn't going to get in a mid-card feud with Seth Rollins. And, and he, was, uh, you know, he was unhinged, but at the same time, we, we, we felt his plight. And then there was guys like Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler that we had, we, we had watched for years, work hard to try to get to the top and never quite get there. And then Survivor Series, he finally got there. These were guys that we had a reason to get behind. Roman Reigns' reason to get behind, his literal reason to get behind, was that the office said he was going to be the guy. But they didn't, like, yeah. show any work for that. It's just like, they're like, here's the answer. Four plus four. And, like, or, like, you know, whatever. How did you get there? Oh, well, no, whatever. Just cheer for him. And everybody yeah, gets lazy like that all the time. And then we're, we're if we don't like it, oh, we're, we're bad fans. Yeah, it, it, yeah, you pretty much summed it up perfectly. Uh, 
you know, um, it's this really weird thing and where it's almost like the company feels like they know better than us. And I just, my response to that is, I know what I like. You don't know what I like clearly or else you'd be writing your shows better. And um, Yeah, and not to build off of Roman Reigns, what the hell is their fascination with Sheamus? That's one I don't understand to this day. And we've talked about it just countlessly, but as a face, he doesn't work. As a heel, he doesn't work. I don't know what it is. The guy's just inherently uninteresting, but he's always going to get opportunities and chances to get over as a main event star while guys like Cesaro constantly get jobbed out. I don't understand it, but sure. Speaking of Cesaro, we found out yesterday that Cesaro will be out for the next four to six months, and yet again, another one bites the dust. Um, <laughs> There's know, it, I know. Um yeah, to me, I like I, I've never understood Sheamus in that role. I think Sheamus is a good worker um, when he's put in the right situations, um, but I, I would never have him as a guy you dedicate thirty minutes to a show. I mean, there's very few guys I'd have a show dedicated thirty minutes to because I think that's just too much damn time. But he's still not the guy I would have the focal point of the promotion on. That's just me personally, um, and I think it's a lot of the WWE fans as well, based on how they react to him. Um, all right, so let's get to some other things. Um, uh, the WWE continues to neuter the Wyatt family. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can I go on a rant about this? Do it. Go ahead. It's all okay. Um, the one thing I truly hated about Survivor Series was this match, the Undertaker and Kane versus the Wyatt family. All right, and we the last time we did the show, we said that, okay, they set up a good storyline here for the Wyatts. And Undertaker and Kane, they got beat up, so they got to go get partners. And, all right, we're going to have a classic four-on-four Survivor Series of Undertaker's uh, 25th anniversary. Okay, fine. And there's all these other questions like what's Wyatt's interest in The Undertaker? Where did he take The Undertaker and Kane? What's going on there? They didn't answer any of those questions, but sure. Um, but anyway, we get to the match, and it's a two-on-two match instead of a four-on-four, which, okay, I'll be fair. Uh, maybe Seth Rollins' injury played a role in that, and they had to go to the tournament, and that limited the number of guys they could have on Taker's team. I don't know. Benefit of the doubt there. But they do this two-on-two tag match. Undertaker and Kane beat the ever-living dog shit out of all four of them on Raw before the pay-per-view, the segment where they came back and just completely neutered them and made them look like fools and jobbers or whatever. And I'm like, well, that that really builds intrigue for the match. I, I mean, why even have the match at this point? Undertaker already did what he sought out to do. He beat the crap out of them and got his revenge, so there's really no reason to have the match. But, okay, sure. They do the match anyway, um, and Bray Wyatt and his entire crew get completely annihilated, all four of them, to the point that I... I <laughs> Why do we need to keep feeding the Undertaker train at this point? You, they constantly said it. He's been around for 25 fucking years. He's a legend. He's a star. Okay, great. Can we start looking for the next Undertaker, the next guy that you could potentially have 25 years from now? I mean, you know, whatever. But um, they had that chance with Bray Wyatt, and they've done everything in their power to ruin that. He's 0-2 at WrestleMania. He's been fed to Undertaker more times than I can count. Uh, he loses most of his big matches. I mean, John Cena, that was another feud that didn't do him any favors. It's just, I I don't get it. And all for the sake of nostalgia pops and sending the fans home happy, which on this show we constantly say that that's not the right way to do things. But if the whole point of this match was just to do nostalgia spots and make the fans feel good, why not just put Zack Ryder and Bo Dallas on the opposite side of the ring from Undertaker? Because if the whole point is just to do the spots – why sacrifice an entire stable of 
the monsters are theoretically supposed to be unstoppable monsters. Why sacrifice them for the sake of nostalgia? You can have a future with them and just put jobbers up against Undertaker. If it's all about the spots, then it really doesn't matter who he's in the ring with. I mean, it's just backwards priorities all around. And that, that match just infuriated me. And I had a feeling it was going to go that way, but I mean, I knew Undertaker and Kane were going over. That was never in doubt. But I, the way where they just completely annihilated all four of them, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a load of bullshit. But okay, sure. But they got a rub, and they're gonna they're gonna be fine. They can just rebuild them later. And okay, sure. WWE likes to say that they tell stories as opposed to put on wrestling shows. Well, if WWE stories or book forms, they would have half the pages torn out. The 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 end of the story would be written in uh, permanent marker, conflicting with the first start of the story. And if you ask why none of it makes sense, they'd say, you're just, stop taking it so seriously. If you want to tell stories, that's fine. I don't think anyone has ever said, hey, don't do that. If you want to tell half-assed storylines that are lazy and you don't pay any attention to, you're going to have to live with the consequences. This had the potential to be really cool. They abducted The Undertaker and Kane and stole their powers. But then The Undertaker and Kane come back from where, we don't know, from how, how they got back, why the Wyatts don't know where they're coming back from is also a mystery, why they just get taken away and are fine and seemingly still have their powers after Bray Wyatt stole their powers makes no sense to me. Uh, why they're supposedly depowered and then just destroy the Wyatt family at Survivor Series makes no sense. And it's like, it, 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 it's like, what is the fucking point of all this? Like, as Patrick said, you couldn't have had a job. I mean, this was just a squash match. You couldn't have had a job or tag team in there or a, or a lower level team. I, I don't understand, like, why they think this is a good idea. And they love Bray. And, like, uh, just little things in the match, like why is Bray's eyes darting back and forth. Why is he afraid of the Undertaker? He's possessed by a Bayou demon. There's no reason he should be afraid of the Undertaker. I it's this Vince McMahon just highlights and and alt shifts his fucking characters. He's like, all heels are afraid, all heels cheat, all faces are friends. Like it's fucking insane because everybody interacts with each other, and it's just these carbon copy cutouts. I mean, if the Marvel Universe would like that, were like that, the Avengers would be like, hey, we're friends, let's go fight the aliens. Okay, cool, it's done. There would never be any issues. The reason people like watching that kind of stuff is because they want to see different characters interact with different characters, and just because the audience likes some two guys or hates two guys doesn't necessarily mean those two guys are going to like or hate each other. It's so fucking maddening. Bray Wyatt and his band of cultist hillbillies should not be running away or afraid of fucking anyone. And on top of that, like Patrick said, don't you want to find the new Undertaker? Because Bray probably could be that guy. Because you say, oh, well, he's not as big of a star of the Undertaker. You know who would have been a big, a, a really small star if he kept losing to fucking Virgil and Jimmy Snuka? The fucking Undertaker. The stars are as big as you make them. But you don't allow that to happen because you're so stuck on this guy's dick. This guy that for the 75% majority of his career has not put people over. A guy who is content to act like he's this locker room leader when he had his own 
fucking gang, and he had his own uh, people walking around and politicking and taking main events away from Bret Hart, even though that wasn't an issue because he's the undertaker and he's above all criticism. A guy who screwed over people like CM Punk and Rob yep. Van Dam and Jeff Hardy. And then we're all supposed to be like, oh, hey, this guy, he, he always does what's best for business. He always does what's best for business because squashing the Wyatt family and making them once again look like inept weaklings is best for business. Glad I got that. Thanks. <laughs> well said. It's, uh, yeah, this whole thing was just maddening. The entire thing just infuriated me. And again, I I suspected it was coming, but that doesn't make it any less frustrating because, you know, why invest in anybody? And you referenced that early on in his career, okay, his first two WrestleMania matches were against Jimmy Snuka and Jake Roberts. If they applied the logic that they have now to what they were doing back then, Snooker would have beat Undertaker because Taker's not a big enough star yet. Jake definitely would have gone over Taker because he's not a big enough star yet. They wouldn't have let him sit up from the DDT. The whole build-up to Survivor Series 91 where they had him beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan, bend over, rip the crucifix off of him, uh, which was one of my earliest memories of The Undertaker, and it left such a great first impression. Oh, gee, imagine that. He beats up the top guy. Oh, God, this guy's... This guy's something. And, you know, Randy Savage and Roddy Piper went to help Hogan, but they were kind of afraid of him. They didn't want to go near Undertaker, which made him seem even more impressive that those two guys were afraid of him. And, you know, all these things that they did to make The Undertaker work as a character, they are not willing to do that with Bray Wyatt, and that's why he's not working now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's gone It's gone now so far beyond the shitty promos. It's just gone beyond the fact that The Office says they love him but they refuse to invest in him. They have, they refuse to put their money where their mouth is with him. So they're going to get what they're going to get, and that's people being kind of into him because, like, the, the package is shiny, but, you know, inside it's just, like, dog shit. So they'll, they'll get with what they get with that. Um, okay, so uh, let's go to the main event. Um, it was Reigns and Ambrose. Um, they, they had a... It had a good match. It was anticlimactic. I felt I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really feel feel it build. Um, I was a little was disappointed because actually my favorite match on the show was, believe it or not, Del Rio versus Reigns. I thought that was actually a really good match with some nice callbacks to uh, the previous matches in the tournament. I was like, oh, they actually put some thought into this. Okay, cool. And during that match, Roman had an arm injury because Del Rio kept working on his arm, and I thought that would play some kind of a role in the finals here, and it really didn't. So. Nope, it never does. So <laughs> everybody's health resets at the end of the match. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. So they had a good match, and then they redid the SummerSlam 2013 finish, and um, Roman just continues to be an asshole. Like Triple H comes to shake his hand, and Roman just spears him because that's what a normal human being does. If somebody offers to shake your hand, Triple H, who, like, okay, if if. Like, if you think he's going to attack you, maybe even as a right, because you've just been like, screw you, I don't sell out. How is it selling out? You earned the world title shot. Why should you go to the back of the line, you stupid idiot? There's being noble and then actively rooting against your own interests. And, you know, it's just like Roman is the Like, WWE babyfaces are the worst. Um, So then Sheamus attacks him, pins him, and we go into a month-long Sheamus-Roman Reigns feud. Um... All right. Yeah. I, I so. can tell you where they're going right now. They're trying to repeat. You mentioned it with Daniel Bryan. They're trying to repeat that and get that sympathy on Roman Reigns. But it doesn't work because 
basically what they did with Brian is that they took our perception of the situation, which was the authority was holding Daniel Bryan down because he doesn't have the look, he doesn't have the size, he's an indie guy, blah, 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 whatever. And they made it work to their advantage and created this really, uh, really helped get Daniel over as a sympathetic underdog babyface. With Roman, we know he's the corporate pick, so them telling us that he's not the corporate pick is just laughable. Which is funny. Which, uh, you know, I, I, I thought about it today, and I looked at, I looked at Roman, and he's really not the corporate pick. I know he is, but he shouldn't be. I mean, look at Roman. Like, we used to joke that he was, like, handsome, but he's not handsome. He's not that muscular. If he was, you can better believe he would have his shirt off. Um, he's not that tall. He's not good at the mic. There's really nothing about him that's that great. I mean, is Cena, yeah, you know, Cena's not that good-looking, but he's in really good shape. Um, when he does not do the ridiculous stuff, he can cut a good promo. But Roman, Roman seemingly has none of that. I mean, look at him. He's not, like, his muscles aren't defined. He's kind of short. It's like, really? Did you think about this or or, or what? I, it's, it's very odd. But, you know, and maybe if they pointed out stuff like that, maybe Triple H, like, you know, but but they're not going to. They're just going to say, we don't like you because you attacked us. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for this shitty storyline that was already tired by the time, you know, the the good guy, the guy who was good for the role was was done with it, you know? So, mm-hmm. um it, it's just it's what are they going to do? What's their WrestleMania main event? Is it Cena and and Reigns? Is that it? Is that what we're going to do? Um uh, I have no idea. Is it cuz I know they've talked about Cena and Undertaker and I know they've talked about um Initially, the thought process. So, Undertaker's off the table. I hope. Yeah. Well, initially, I I I heard the the main event before Seth got injured was Seth Brock and Roman, which is fucking great because that was the last main event, you assholes. Um, and uh, I just I've also heard Roman's ever shield triple threat, but they've fucked up Ambrose so much that that's probably well. They 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 rumor that every year. They're like shield triple threat, shield triple threat. Um. So. Uh, maybe, but um, yeah, uh, if, I don't know. I don't know where we're going, lady. Actually, you know what? That's kind of. I, if I can't see where we're going, I'll be honest. That's a lot better than where we were the last two years. So <laughs> I'll take. I'll, no, I'll take that back because I remembered. Like at SummerSlam, we knew it was going to be Roman and Brock. We knew it, and mm-hmm. and we're and they just went on doing it. Now, yeah, we know Roman's going to be involved, but who's his opponent? Like that to me, is ten times more interesting than, we've already made up our minds, so enjoy everything. We're just going to get to that one point. That's a lot better to me. So mm-hmm. I, I will count my blessings that. The fact that, actually, the fact that I don't know where we're going, I, I was kind of being, I guess, a bit dick smart there. Like, like sh- that should be good. I, I'm not saying the next month is going to be any good or I have faith for it, but at least the positive thing is I can't just mark the dots out. So, Well, to be perfectly honest, I was fearful. Coming out of Survivor Series, I was a little fearful. It's like, are they seriously going to do Sheamus versus Roman as their main event? Are they... Like, is that really something that could possibly be on the table? But it I hope Roman enough. just beats him, and then we're just we're done with that. But <laughs> I, I, I suspect that's not going to be the case. Oh yeah, because we're not that fortunate. Because you know, every main event program or every program in general has to have forty-five rematches. So yes, yes. Um, okay, so the next night we had the Wyatts, which for some reason the tag team is now Wyatt and Harper. Okay. <laughs> Um, that was another thing about the match. You can pick any two guys to represent your team, and you don't pick the unstoppable monster man. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I get the practical reason. They didn't want to have Stroman lose. Um, but, yeah, I, I hear you. He got Chuck Swain through a table anyway, so. Yeah, but, I mean, it took Kane and The Undertaker to do it. I, I, I thought they still protected him well. I, I thought, like, it took, like, their two most, like, overpowered tag team combo to do it. So I, I thought that mm-hmm. was fine. Um, so then they beat up the Dudley boys in a match that the Dudley boys were super fucking competitive in. So uh, this is like the why it's like, oh, we're going to make them, we're going to make you suffer for what Undertaker and Kane did. Hey, assholes, maybe you could have made Undertaker and Kane suffer. Like the Whites are the, the impossible to cheer. They're like, and not like the good way where I think they're bad and like I want somebody to take them down. Like the, you guys shouldn't be on the show because you're really bad at pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> So, so that was fun. Um, hey, Patrick, do you remember when Sasha Banks defended the title against Becky Lynch a few months ago? I do. You remember how great that match was? Well, what did you say? I said, do you remember how great the match was? Oh, it was fantastic. It was one of the best matches of the year. How about this match on Raw? <laughs> I actually didn't see it. How did it go? It was every diva match you've ever seen. <laughs> and I'll give you I'll give you three guesses of what end of the match. Uh, was it a surprise? Like the music plays and that causes a, ro- a roll up. Well, it was a distraction roll up, but it was off of an outside team member. Ah, oh, okay. So slightly wrong, but good enough. Um, <laughs> it's amazing that they like you know they go through the 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 portal and then come out and they're like, here you go, wrestle this match, and you're like, okay. That's. I mean, I, I remember Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch as the match that that got Becky Lynch over and and was like the big like kind of her, spot her coming on the main out roster. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like Jesus Christ, what the hell happened? Did they like nerf all your powers? I don't understand. Oh, I I don't understand what's happened with most of those girls. Well, yeah, I do. They've overexposed everything to the point where you just don't fucking care anymore. Yeah. Um. Although I did, I would, I will say this. Um, I know the crowd had no interest in it, but I I generally enjoyed Paige and Charlotte at Survivor Series. Again, it's one of those things. The effort's there, um, but they just don't have the investment of the fans because of all the other stupid stuff yeah, that they've done. I agree, that was probably it. Yeah, it's um, one of those things where they just, they break their legs and then tell them to go out there and go. Like, all right, make it work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the new day uh, did a funny thing, which was great, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the Usos and Lucha Dragons came out, and then they said they wouldn't wrestle. I don't, I don't know why they didn't want to wrestle, but okay. There's uh, so many six-man tags and eight-man tags on these shows. I lose track. Yeah, Neville beat Mark Henry in like two seconds. Um, did Henry kick out of the Red Arrow before? No, was, I think he did it right weird. after. It was like that. It was like that Hogan Warrior kickout thing. Oh, okay. So, you know, you got to keep jobber Mark Henry strong. <laughs> All right. Then we had um, Goldust, who appeared out of nowhere the other day, and uh, primetime players against Stardust in the Ascension. Um, like, for someone who hates wrestling for wrestling's sake, Vince does all these wrestling for wrestling's sake matches, and then will justify it with like a stupid pre-tape beforehand. Which I thought was—I'll be honest—I thought it was kind of funny with Titus like going back and being like, "Hey, this is your room that you filmed this shit in," and Stardust being like kind of pissed off and stuff. But it's like that's the reason for the like—is that the reason for the match? Because 
you've already signed the match. Like, nothing fucking makes sense. I hate how nothing in the world of WWE makes sense. They're not just like, we have match. I, I like that WCW had the championship committee, and they're like, we're going to decide these matches and stuff. Of course they didn't, but it made it seem more legit. With WWE, it's just like, all right, Brad Maddox got to the building, and here are the random matches he put together, but we're probably going to change it two minutes into the show, so just be prepared, everyone. Like, that's how the matches go. <laughs> <laughs> and that was why the championship tournament, the first Raw with the championship tournament, was probably the best episode of Raw at Dog's Age because, oh, hey, these matches actually make sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, my God. The Zeb Coulter, Alberto Del Rio. Will somebody tell me what the hell they're doing? I, I don't get it. I, it's one of those things I just don't get it. And it's so sad because Alberto, I hate him in the WWE. He just he does not flourish in that creative system. He How much doesn't. did he need money? <sighs> because I don't know. He clearly is not enjoying it. You can look on his face. And like I thought he was like well off and stuff, yet he clearly went back for the money. Like that that's no like which whatever, man. I like if you want the money, but you clearly don't want to do any of this. So why did you go back to this place that you hate? Like <sighs> It's, it's just maddening to me. Like it sucks. He was, and he was like, he and Lucha Underground had creative differences. What were the creative differences, Alberto? Did you want to do Mex America? Was that what you wanted to do? Oh God, I'm sorry that that uh, Dario Cueto wouldn't let you use that one. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, from what I've heard. Um, Vampiro said this in an interview that the reason he wound up working with Pentagon is because there was somebody on the roster, he wouldn't say who, that would not did not want to put Pentagon Jr. over. And so Vamp was like, all right, I'll do it, because that guy's a star. So um, my my theory is, is that Alberto was the guy that didn't want to put Pentagon over, and that was part of the problem. So your thought process was that they turned Mundo heel, so Alberto would have someone to work with. And, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting, because it, it that did seem to come out of no, like I liked the turn and stuff, but it did seem to like, hmm, it's interesting that they did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, we had this house show main event of Ziggler Ambrose against Owens and Tyler Breeze, and then we had Reigns and Rusev. Um. Which I, I thought the match was pretty good. I, I think, I mean, Reigns has improved, like, from where he was last year, like, yeah. dramatically. I mean, I can watch his matches now. His matches have middles, you know? <laughs> like, a, they're, they're, not, they're not, like, disgusting anymore. Um, and Rusev's always, always solid. So, um, and then King Barrett came out, and, of course, he's, like, terrible at his job, so he gets beat up instantly. Um, and they're like, where, where are they getting all these guys? I hope they 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 have something for that. And they're like, well, we're assembling, I don't know, something. The United Nations I'm not the one seen to be on the creative team. Yeah. Um, to, um, you know, an answer for that. I mean, of course they won't. They never have answers for anything. This authority storyline is going to continue going until I'm dead. Um, yeah, I mean, the match was fine, and... I swear, as long as this Seamus Reigns thing is a month, I can deal with it. But if it goes any longer, I'm, I'm not going to be able to. I, I can't imagine. Like, what can you possibly get out of them? That's interesting. I don't know. I hope it'll be, like, a rough, like, stiff match. Like, that would be fun. But mm. beyond that, like, the, the, the talking segments aren't going to be any good. It's not 
super enjoyable characters to watch. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, anything else that we should go over before we head out? Um, nothing that I can think of. Uh, Lucha Underground, uh, they started taping season two, so be on the lookout for that coming next year. It's going to be great. Excellent. Have you uh, watched Jessica Jones yet? I have not. I've heard it's really good. I, Me too. I'm still behind on a lot of shows. So I'm, I think I'm like two or three episodes behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm caught up. Just not, I mean, I, I don't have the one that's obviously coming out tonight, but beyond that, I'm, I'm caught up. So mm-hmm. um, it's good. It's good. It's a better cool. season than it's been. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, okay, cool. So I think we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Remember to favorite us, like us, etc. all that stuff. We definitely appreciate your uh, support. For Eric Clancy and Patrick Kelly, we are signing off. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.